The Bazaar is a podcast that deals with mature subject matter that some listeners may find offensive or upsetting. The Bazaar is not recommended for any listeners under 18 years of age. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to The Bazaar. And welcome back to the bazaar. I am your host, Alicia Grek. It's always been me. I think it's always going to be me. I am currently huddled over a cup of coffee, some news headlines, and a super grisly story. So, what else is new? Not much. I keep getting confused about what day of the week it is, what time it is, how long have I been social distancing. I have no idea. I can't wait to be like an old lady one day and tell the grandkids about what 2020 was like. They'll think I'm insane because 2020 is insane. Like Stephen King couldn't write this shit. Also, on a side note, everyone needs to stop watching movies like World War Z and Contagion. Just stop it. Also, I Am Legend is on that list. Stop it. Don't watch that movie. It's just going to freak you out. (laughs) I've been trying to watch movies and TV shows that are like feel good kind of things like there's been a lot of like friends reruns and stuff like that but I've also been digging back into Westworld which I stopped watching a while ago so that's also a nice departure from the real world if anyone else has any like tv show movie recommendations let me know I've decided that I can't watch Tiger King I tried like five minutes of it and gave up entirely Anyways, welcome to the podcast where we relish in the crazy, the strange, the unsolvable, and the just straight up criminal. This is also the podcast where I like research things and put in all this effort and then go to speak it and I mispronounce every name of a person and location known to man. Like, I feel like at this point, I'm going to mess up and mispronounce the last name Smith. Like, that's where we're at. I can't pronounce anything correctly anymore. I don't know. I'm trying my best. This week, we'll be talking about a current news story. Everything is still really fresh on this case, so the information I could gather, I got through different news sources. I'd like to think that all of these sources are pretty reputable, but I'm also super removed from the actual case, not just physically, but also mentally, maybe. It's a really, really sad story. Not that the other stories we cover here on The Bazaar aren't sad or upsetting. But there's a certain level of removal, I find, that happens when I talk about stories from over a hundred years ago to stories that happened this year. It's it's a different kind of coverage and, and feeling. This week, we are talking about Anthony Todd and the Todd family murders. Information for today's episode comes from Oxygen.com, People.com, The New York Post, and The Sun. Celebration is a master-planned community in Florida, United States. It's located near the Walt Disney World Resort and originally developed by the Walt Disney Company. It's a picturesque community. We're talking like white picket fences, beautiful wraparound porches. It's so perfect that it's actually a little unnerving. Like freshly mowed lawns, everyone's car is clean and everyone is like out walking their dog as a family because they have time for that and they can afford that. It's a beautiful place. It's upscale. And because it's so beautiful, I find it a little creepy that everything is just picture perfect, you know? Anthony Todd, a father of three, reportedly had been hit with an eviction notice for the home in Celebration, Florida, three days before Christmas of this past year. 
but the family hadn't actually been seen by relatives or friends since Thanksgiving. Physical therapist Anthony, or Tony, and Megan Todd and their three kids hadn't been seen or heard from at all. Friends and family were beginning to be concerned. Originally, people thought they might have gone away for the holidays and not told anyone. All their blinds were closed in the house. Social media pages went dark for the family on January 6th. Friends set up a Facebook page titled Looking for the Todd Family. A teacher of the oldest child texted back and forth with him on December 16th, and the last communication they had with Megan, his mother, was on December 13th. The Todd family was known to be close-knit and happy. Megan was a good mother who loved her children and was kind to those who knew her. Her three children, Alex, Tyler, and Zoe, were the ages of 13, 11, and 4 years old. Behind closed doors, there were signs of trouble. Tony let his physical therapy license expire back in September. Fast forward to January 13th of this year, a man was taken into custody and four bodies were reported found in Celebration, Florida. Anthony Todd, 44 years old, confessed to killing his wife, their three children, and their pet. Tony entered a plea of not guilty to previous charges of second-degree murder, which the state's attorney charged him with in order to keep him behind bars while the grand jury deliberated the case. A number of officers report that when they entered the Disney vacation home on January 13th to arrest Todd on a separate charge, he was found just a few feet away from the marital bedroom. That is where police found the decaying bodies of all four members of the Todd family. The following will be very gruesome, so if this would make you uncomfortable talking about gore or crime scene investigation, please feel free to like fast forward a little bit to skip that. Megan was found lying in her bed with her four-year-old daughter wrapped in blankets at her feet, and the two boys, 11 and 13, on a mattress on the floor. When police arrived at the scene and talked to Anthony, they asked who else was living in the residence, to which he answered that his wife Megan was upstairs sleeping. As we know, that is not the case. Megan was stabbed twice while Alexander and Tyler were each stabbed once, and then left to rot for weeks inside the home. The young daughter, Zoe, was not stabbed. Stab wounds were found on the abdomens of both Megan and the couple of sons, Alexander and Tyler. Megan was stabbed twice, and each boy was stabbed once. Megan's stab wounds resulted in blood being found in her abdomen, which then indicate they came during or before her death. There was no blood found in Alexander's and Tyler's abdomens. Zoe suffered no visible trauma, but like the rest of her family, the autopsy noted that she died of a mix of Benadryl and homicidal violence. It's unclear how the family dog died. When taken into an ambulance, Anthony Todd told the EMTs that he took an unknown amount of medication, Benadryl, in an attempt to commit suicide. Reports revealed that all four victims had slippage and their skin had begun to brown, signs that the bodies had been laying dead for at least three weeks by the time that they were discovered by police. It seems that the brutal massacre may have been fueled by Anthony's own financial ruin. In court papers, he claims to have just $1,500 in assets, coupled with debts totaling to $200,000. Anthony shared this for the first time in a bid to secure himself a public defender ahead of his upcoming trial. Those who knew the Todds described them as a loving and devoted family, but records show that they were facing mounting financial and legal problems both at home and at their father's physical therapy practice. 
The first check on the family came when a female relative reached out to their office on December 29th, concerned that she could not reach the family for two days after being told that they all had the flu. It's unclear who told them they all had the flu, but I'm thinking it would have been Anthony that told everyone the family had the flu. Deputies visited the home that day and spoke with neighbors, but they didn't observe anything suspicious and left when no one answered the door. In reality, the slain family may have already been inside. Anthony's physical therapy license had expired in September, like I said, and a week before his arrest, landlords for the office of his practice also began the process of evicting the business from its properties. Meanwhile, the couple had been slapped with an eviction notice on December 22nd after owing several thousands of dollars in rent at their celebration home, according to court documents. And in addition to the federal investigation, the Connecticut Attorney General's office was investigating Anthony Todd potentially for fraud charges. From what I can understand, and I should have mentioned this before, the Todd family was originally from Connecticut and then I believed moved to Celebration, Florida, which is why we have these two cases going on at the same time. Anthony Todd was formally charged with his family's murders in February. Prosecutors also announced that they will be seeking out death penalty for him. Family annihilator stories always really get me. Any murder is awful. Any crime that severely harms another person is awful, especially when children are involved. It just shows you that you never know. You never really know what's going on behind closed doors with families and their lives, even in very nice, beautiful neighborhoods like Celebration, Florida. I think at times it's easy for us to ignore the violence that goes on in those quote-unquote nice communities because they look so perfect so how could anything violent ever happen to a middle-class white family it's awful but that is the way that the news reports things it's easier to believe violence in lower income communities for some stupid reason the todd family was like any other middle-class family today they cared about their children they would post about them on social media. To the rest of their community, they were these caring parents. Megan was. Instead of dealing with his debt and mental health issues, Anthony Todd's family paid the ultimate price. And I don't want to speculate on what his mental health is like or why he killed his family. It's unclear to me. A motive isn't mentioned, and I'm not even sure if we would really want one for this. It wouldn't help anything. It wouldn't change anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much for stopping by The Bazaar this week. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Bazaar Pod. That's The Bazaar P O D. Give us a follow. We will keep you up to date there on episodes as well as other things going on with the podcast, the world, news, I don't know, such as, you know, other recommendations and true crime memes. I'm not the go to source for all of your current news and events. But, you know, a few updates here and there might pop up. Episodes of The Bazaar come out every Friday wherever you listen. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay home. Peace out, nerds.